Welcome to the Mad Writers Union. Speculative destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay Wolf. I'm Tim Berger. And I'm Nina Niskanen. And I think we all forgot something. Um. What did we forget, Jay? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, when we decided we were going to start doing this podcast, we uh, we did this episode and it had uh, had some goals in it. And um, oh, geez. Yeah. No, Jay, <laughs> yeah. Bad Jay. We do not talk about the goals club. I'm having mixed feelings about this. <laughs> mixed, very mixed feelings. <laughs> Guys, we are going to make our goals if we don't, like, at least look at our goals. <laughs> Confront this them head true. on. No? Realize that you were completely wrong. Right. right. And what a failure at life you are. <laughs> oh, come on. Come now. Boo. So part of no. my reasoning for picking this particular episode topic was in, in part to just kind of give us a little kind of like, you know, a little nudge. I uh, I also wanted to revisit it kind of, you know, before the end of the year where we look at the end of the year and go, whoops. <laughs> what uh, happened yes. <laughs> to yet yeah. another year? <laughs> but yes, we have right. just passed midsummer uh, or rather the summer solstice, which yes. makes it a wonderful time to assess how the year is going. So... At one point in time, yes, Nina had yes. set out. So what I'm trying to do is to finish that by the end of March, which is when Jay is going to start reading it. So I, I kind of have to have it done by then. And... I'm starting a class at the Brainery on around the end of January, which is the hypoxic version of science fiction fairy tales, which is awesome. So I probably won't be doing a lot of other writing until June. Just as a little tiny reminder, a slice of December optimism... For your enjoyment. Yes. Your intentions were to finish a space opera by the end of March. Yes. Complete the Hypoxic Fairy Tales workshop work. And complete work on a new urban fantasy by the end of 2016. Yes. <laughs> so one of these things is not like the others. One of these things is not like the yeah, others. So. <laughs> One of these things is not the same. <laughs> oh, man. So first, I think I want to say congratulations on making it all the way to June and not dying, because I think I might actually die if I actually do get around to taking the hypoxic fairy tale workshop. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Let me tell you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the novel. Mm hmm. The space opera novel. Yes. I've been doing the hypoxic fairy tale, science fiction fairy tale class, and that was a lot more work than I anticipated it to be. be. Mm -hmm. 
finishing in me writing a full-on novella, which I've talked about in in the podcast before. Yes, it's come up. <laughs> yes. The Cinderella thing turned into a novella accidentally. Accidental novellas are the best novellas. Well, yes, but not if you're trying to get novel word counts or actually right. even novel outlines because mm. I still haven't outlined the damn thing. Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, at some point, I decided to um, do Larry Brooks's coaching. He's written uh, story engineering and... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually have the story engineering book. I, I, I find it very useful, so... Yeah, and he has actually... He has two or three other books in the there's story fix and then there's i think the story engineer or something like that i'll put it in the show notes but in any case he also does coaching for outlining he doesn't exactly walk you through his method but he has this questionnaire that you fill out for each step in his process and yeah i've been trying to wrap my head around that in an effort to understand what the fuck is wrong with that f-ing novel. So yeah. And then I also accidentally got sidetracked by another project because my VP story, Halki Havikon, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. got into the last rounds for a submission of Upside Down Anthology, which is a gorgeous project. I can't wait until it's out. But it got to the last rounds of of the editor picks, and one of the editors really loved the book, uh, the story, so much <laughs> that... Except that she also knew it was a book. <laughs> yes! Yes! She told me that if I ever decide to actually make it into basically a novella or a novel, I should submit it to her, because she loved the thing. Yeah. Holy sh- yeah. That's not a small ask. That yeah. No. That's huge. Yeah, so so basically I'm planning to do that, but mm. first I have actually have to turn it into a novel. Yeah. And I'm almost there with with the outline for that. I was planning to have the first draft done by Worldcon, but then I met with this amazing Finnish author, Lena Likitalo who has won the Writers of the Future and uh, she's gone to Clarion and been published at Clark's World and all these things. <laughs> oh, you have to read her uh, short story about Victorians. Yes. <laughs> it's very yes, good. That, that, it is good. <laughs> yes. I, I really loved it. I yeah. remember being kind of insanely jealous that you got to go hang out with her. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, she helped me figure out a short story I've been trying to write like ages and told me I should submit it to Writers of the Future and I am trying to get it done by this next deadline, which is uh, eight days from now. So (laughs) there's that. Okay. It's almost done in the first draft and I'm hoping to get it done and revised during the weekend yeah good short-term goals yeah 
but it's also keeping me from finishing the uh, novel before Worldcon. Right. Yes. But let's look at this in terms of being a flexible writer. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, those are some amazing opportunities that, frankly, if you looked at them and said, well... The goals that I set earlier this year, if, if I did these amazing opportunities and I wouldn't hit my goals, for them, well, no. Yeah, exactly. Who would, yeah. Who yeah. would do you, you that? Have to, you'd have <laughs> yes. to weigh your opportunity costs. You have literal opportunities in your hands versus abstract future opportunities, which you can kind yes. of fulfill at any time. Mm-hmm. None of those things that you've set a timeline for in terms of your January goals, none of those things is permanently affected by being pushed back temporarily. Right. Whereas you have lots of temporary opportunities that you really want to move on. Yeah, and that's that's why I've just accepted the fact that the goals that I set back in December have shifted during transit and (laughs) will not be happening this year. And that's okay. Because there are other better better opp- opportunities out there. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's good. Yeah. In, in a- every conceivable way that I can think of. So. Indeed. And not only that, now that we've taken the the time to actually list those items and and go through them, I mean, it still sounds like you have a lot to do, but it sounds also a tiny bit more manageable than Two novels in a yes. year. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Here's and the a hypoxic thing. workshop. Here's the thing, though. Sean and McGuire writes five novels a year. Yeah, she's Sean but, and McGuire. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, hang yes, on. This is true. <laughs> You're doing fine, Nina. You're doing great, <laughs> amazing. Yes, I recognize this. Onward. Uh, okay, onward. <laughs> Moving forward. Tim Aroni. Me. Yes. We're doing me <laughs> next. Him. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Hit the me. Ghost of Christmas Past this... is about to poke you in the butt. <laughs> yes. Not just gonna poke well, me. Well, at the least butt. it's not a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> Nina. Oh my god. We are not bringing Chuck Tingle into this podcast. No. <laughs> you just did. That's Mine was only. Uh, I was only implicit. Joking. <sighs> okay, okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for this. I'm right, you're, you're breathing. About to get, you're, yeah, you're about to get kicked a little tiny bit, but I don't think, I don't yeah, think as much no, as Nina yeah, actually. Yeah, I think you're think? closer than Nina. No, I <laughs> would. <laughs> I would hazard not. Yeah, let's come All on, right. hit me. So my goal is that I'm going to crank out a short story a month because I like the form. Because I also realize that there are other goals that I need to reach for and I want to do novels is that I am going to start and have a first draft of a novel. This is kind of a stretch goal, hopefully, by the time 4th Street Fantasy Convention rolls around. It's mid-June. Yeah. That's ambitious. You had originally set out, and then this was the plan. No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, wait, no, no, not the pre-thing before we said, Tim, you're f***ing crazy. You can't do all those things in a year. (laughs) That is unfair. I'm not not even calling in the audio stuff you wanted to do. I'm only calling in the items that we decided on during the course of the podcast. 
Okay, okay. I'm cool with this. All right. <laughs> Revise four existing short stories and get them okay, out the door. Okay, right. A short story mm-hmm. a month, 2,500 words or more. Okay. And originally, your magical idea of doing a novel by Four Street was nixed during the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and thank God. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. And we had initially decided uh, in nixing it, in, in nixing the have a novel done by 4th Street, we had suggested mm-hmm. that maybe you be in progress by the time you hit 4th Street so that you would have the lovely, cuddly, right. wonderful support of the 4th Street family. Right. Right. Can, oh, so is how there do you feel else? about these goals? All right. Well, we can talk about that, but let me let me address the last one first. Sure. So just just so you know, because I, I know part of the original goal is that I was going to try and hit a halfway point on a, on a novel mm-hmm. um, by the time Fourth Street, because the thought was yes. that I could kind of noodle around with some of my writer friends and talk about it and maybe work some of the bits I was struggling with. Yes. So by the very this is just maybe it's, this is just me. Mm-hmm. But may, uh, if you are going to a con with that kind of thing in mind, try to keep in mind that uh, with your writer friends, you may want not want to just talk shop the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you saying that you guys talked a lot more about whiskey, Tim? Is that what you're no, saying? No, actually, actually not. There, there, there was <laughs> not saying that there wasn't whiskey. Whiskey, there, whiskey happened. This is a gathering of writers. Right. Whiskey did happen. happen. Foregone conclusion. Right there. It was a four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, However, uh, this uh, forestry in particular, the panel discussions often uh, bleed out of the panels themselves. So there was a lot of post talk continuing that conversation about what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And I did hear people on occasion talk about their own work, but it didn't happen all that often. So it, it's something if you're if you're planning on going to a con to try to talk to some other writer friends and, and, and try to do that. I think you need to be deliberate to track down people you you know and trust in their opinions and then absolutely set out a time and tell them the, what the intention is. Otherwise, it's probably not going to get done because it, it's yeah. it's not going to happen in passing. So, oh, I was talking about that more as a moral support place right. to get. Oh, okay, yeah, head sure. pats more so than like here's what? I need specific feedback on chapter four. No, well, I meant no, I... more like get the like camaraderie and the like. Oh, sure. We're all in this shit together feeling that you get from sure. hanging out with a whole bunch of writer friends. All of this is moot anyway because none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the book, that essentially shifted mostly because I had a lot of personal things in my life kind of turn upside down. And it's, you know, nothing major or anything like that. But, you well, know, I'd say moving house is kind yeah. of major. Moving house is, is kind of major and, you know, dealing with a, a former job and working out, you know, just the day to day things that you do in a, in a new neighborhood and what have you. Yeah, that that kind of put the kibosh on being able to carve out enough time to actually plan out a novel. Part of this is that I, I was still not in a place to plot out a book. Yes. I was talking with a friend of mine this weekend, Blair McGregor. Blair had mentioned um, that there is a um, scientific study that there, there's a neurological thing going on 
when you are learning something. Yes. <clears throat> and so it's almost like a switch. So if you are still learning, if you are still processing something, it kind of not always and not completely, but it will kind of dampen or I don't want to say shut down that it'll kind of cr- compress, let's say, your your creative space, your, your ability sure. to, to, to work on that because you're still processing all the new information. And so in terms of a book, uh, in terms of post VP stuff, I was still doing that for a good part of this year uh, a lot because writing has been very hard for me for the past yeah. Four to five months, at least. It's been extremely difficult for me. And that's okay, because I'm coming out of it. Good. Yeah. In fact, just this last week, I started revising my VP story, my VP submission story. Excellent. It's covered in red ink. It looks like somebody slashed an artery and bled all over it. It's, um, there's a lot of comments. That's valid, man. But it's good. This is all good stuff, because I'm looking at it, because I'm looking at it through different lenses than when I initially wrote the piece. And this is going to be a far better piece because of it. But yeah, it's covered in editorial marks right now. <laughs> Actually, you know what a better thing is? It looked like both of my kids got on there with red markers and just started <laughs> coloring everywhere. It's <laughs> That's probably the better metaphor there are you, anyway. Are you letting your kids edit for you now, Tim? You can be honest with us. No, <laughs> not yet. How'd you do on the revisions, though? I mean, you got the revision on the VP story, but you said you had some other ones. Yeah, actually, I did I did manage to write a couple other short pieces. Um, nice. In, in fact, I wrote a piece for the same Upside Down anthology. Sure. And I got a nice rejection for it, but that also went through. Uh, I, I wrote it, and I had it revised, and I sent it out to a couple of people I trust, and they, they gave me back some good feedback. I, I did write a couple of very short pieces that I'm not sure where I could shop them, mostly because they're a little more experimental in style, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I wrote this one piece, which I, I actually kind of like, but I need to definitely need to revise it because the readers came back with a different interpretation of certain events in there that I was not intending. And Ooh, yeah, that can be bad. I actually don't want. Yeah. Yeah. In the story. That was tough because it's kind of an epistolary style written in emails. Oh, is this the HR emails thing? That, that was the oh, HR emails I remember that. Story. That was super yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun writing that. Um, I have a hard time trying to think. Have you sent it anywhere yet? Yes. Yes. Actually, no. I I did send it somewhere. That's the one I sent to Upside Down. Oh. The anthology. Right. Okay. So um, you have lots of places you can send that. So... So, yeah, it does it does need another revision pass. And, and uh, I, I feel confident that we could do that. Um, I started doing some revisions on another short story. It was longer. I'm going to turn it into a flash piece. There's also going to be a pretty heavy rewrite on it because I'm going to go a different direction. Cool. But I'm going to just pull things out of it and do that. But I didn't write as many short stories as I was intending. By this time, I should have, according to my goals, have have written six short stories and and i'm closer to two and a half that's still you got eight days man you can make it three <laughs> yes uh i do not have eight days that i can no you do not do. are closing out on a house yes there's that but that's but, still you're still pretty yeah. close yeah it's not bad yeah. um but the other side of this is is that i am actually starting working on the beginnings of plotting a novel mm-hmm. and, and this Yay. is the one that i yeah I'm pretty excited about it because I was doing some brainstorming with some friends because that was the hardest thing for me is trying to get into a place where I can find 
a story that I was excited about. Yeah. It, it just really fires me up. And it, it was hard because I was starting in all the wrong places. And this is really just about finding your process. Yep. Sure. You know, and I got to a place where I felt a little more comfortable and I noodled around and I stumbled on a couple of things while doing some brainstorming. And, and now we're in the beginning portions of plotting that novel. Well, that's cool. So not too bad. Not too bad at all. Yeah, I'm hoping to have a, a at least a start by Worldcon, which is, you know, we're talking about a month and a half out. So that that's still good. I should have a chunk of it written and then it'd be kind of <laughs> hey. fun. We could both make an attempt to have the first three chapters, an outline and a synopsis. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. Maybe world con goal? We're, we're <laughs> going double or nothing on this? Double. What's, what yes. are this? what are the stakes here? No, no. Double or nothing as in two people working oh, right, towards. Oh, right, right. Got it. All right. <laughs> I, I'm not making it an actual like, or I take your chapters away and. Right. <laughs> write the book myself right <laughs> no not at all so so never yeah. even crossed your mind so i think we've covered <laughs> my goals pretty thoroughly i am deeply interested in your goals jay yes mine are interesting in that i haven't technically failed yet but i'm going to <laughs> <laughs> it's like the schrodinger's cat of goals right <laughs> It's alive and dead at the same time. And those were... So yes, so we're doing chapter a week. If that chapter is 500 words, so mode it be. If that chapter is 3,000 words, so mode it be. But I feel like that will be a better way to get me to where I need to be. Beyond that, I do think I need to have more writing goals than I actually have. So the goal, the only goals I actually had that were official goal goals were to have my novel done by the end of July at a pace of around a chapter a week. Okay. Which technically isn't gone yet. Right. And I was going to have Monday check-ins. Now that, that has had also kind of an interesting Schrodinger's cat thing happen mm -hmm. <laughs> in that my check-in partner completely bailed. <laughs> <laughs> my check-in partner completely bailed but he's also you know had a whole different Super bunch of things busy. happen including that he got an agent for his current novel and right. his current novel needs revision so yeah agents love revisions and so that is what my original monday partner was all about mm -hmm. uh and that's totally fine i i'm actually i'm so beyond pleased for him that it does not even does not even enter in mm -hmm. so yeah uh, and then my family personal life took a just complete nosedive between February and April. My home life kind of fell apart for a couple of months, really. So hospital bills suck and are horrible and all of that fun stuff and make it so that it's really hard to write for some reason. I um, was very <laughs> convinced for a period of about a month that I was no longer a writer at all. And I should just throw this entire thing away and just give up and, and not do this anymore. And then a series of things happened and most of them are hard to even explain. So I'm not going to get into them. But basically, I sat down a couple of weeks ago and accidentally wrote a novella. Right. And it's not a, 
and it's not like I a accidentally good... novella. I, I, I need to have. I, more I of literally these have titled moments. this 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 novella in my computer is literally titled "Accidentally Whoops," a novella. <laughs> <laughs> How apropos. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim is going, going, going back. <laughs> damn it! Why can't I have an accidental novella? It seems like the thing this to do. This was not a good accidental novella to have. It just happened. No, but, wh- wh- what? No, how can you say an accidental like novella happened and it's not a it's, good thing? It's, it, I. It, no, it's it's good, Jay. It's, it's good writing. Yes, the yeah. writing part is good. The right. the accidentally writing nine thousand words in a weekend part is like okay. But the important thing was that I got back to a character relationship that is key to the novel. Mm-hmm. So the novel actually starts at sort of a midway point where two people who have known each other for a real long time meet each other in very different circumstances and things happen accidentally. Whoops. Right. So doing the novella, I was incredibly self-indulgent it was one of those things where I, I wrote it as if it was like fan fiction of my own characters it was incredibly just it was so gross it was splashy it's full of like <laughs> irrational emotional information yeah i'm with nina on this um. <laughs> it was no, I, I i i listened to her writing it and it mm-hmm. was basically all kinky sex it, yes yeah. I... Okay, oh, okay, but all right. Step back for a second and, and think about that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which part are we no, no. stepping back to now? St- the, just the, the no splashy, from the process. The no, no, not the shit or the kinky sex but, shit because I can do either but, one. Either, either, both. I don't know. Let's just. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about is that how awesome it is that you can step back from your own work. And write what you just said is basically fanfic about your own characters. That's amazing. That is so cool. I'm laughing so hard I can't function right now. <laughs> Have you, like, never done that? No, I haven't. You guys all know that I've literally been working on this book for longer than I'm willing to admit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But yes. So I've known these characters in my head for a very long time. And I've known that they had a fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. I just kind of boxed that up and it was like, okay, well, they had a f- relationship, whatever. I had literally never dug in and written the f- relationship. Yeah. yeah I know. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yes, I agree. That is absolutely fine. I know, but I you feel really dumb work. for not figuring it out. It was like one of no. those things where I just, like, a li- well, again, like I said, a light bulb went on and 9,000 words later, like, accidentally, whoops. That's cool. And it crystallized a lot of things about them. Right. Uh, and I, I fell in love with the characters all over again. So. Oh, okay. And now she's writing the novel again. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, look at all the positives that came out of your own character fanfic stuff. Yes. So you unstuck your novel. I did. You're back in the game. Mm-hmm. You're doing all that stuff. Plus, I will bet that that accidental novella that you wrote to get where you are right now will either turn into a later story you'll you, I, you you can probably shelve it and come back to it later and think ah maybe there's something there or it will serve as that lovely what am i what am i thinking of the the you're um, thinking of you're thinking of it will gr- know, many thinking things of, will grow out of that little piece of 
what you consider just I, I don't know what you consider that. Or you could do do what Mary did. Ding. There it is. That was actually where I got the idea. Uh. And, and for those those people who do not know, could you tell us what Mary did? So for April Fool's Day this year, Mary Robinette Koal was alerted to a piece of unauthorized Glamorous <laughs> Histories fan fiction, which was released in the Amazon.com Kindle bookstore. Many, many innocent individuals on this podcast were involved in spreading that particular piece of information around. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that it actually uh, it actually was, was Mary having a whole lot of fun. Oh, my God. Completely the, shamelessly it, and absolutely uh, delightfully. One, one of the, Yeah, one of the best April Fool's things I have seen in a long time. And the uh, Confederates that she pulled in to just sell in the this thing. In this very room. Yes. In no. this very room. What? There is a Confederate who's listed in the credits for that book. What? Yeah. Hello, it's me. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the, the gist of this is... Yeah. That's your novella. Yes. So one of my bad habits that I get into when I write, when I'm like idle and don't know what I'm writing is porn. <laughs> For want of a better word. Not even erotica, sure. just out and out porn. Yeah. And, That's cool. uh, and you know, no, no, no pretense of, of plot or romance at all. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I use people I know really well, like characters okay. that I, that I write about. Yeah. So I have what is colloquially referred to in my writer's group as Space Smut Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like how pink Nina turned when I said that. That's just, that was, it that wasn't, precious. her response was really, oh. really precious. understated in audio, but she just went pink from, from her hairline to her chin and no. it was delightful. That, that's a title no, that works on a lot of levels, you know? It's just, it's... <laughs> It's accurate uh, yeah. to a point that I'm almost not comfortable acknowledging, but I'm going to leave it in because it's very funny. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, so I, I do that occasionally, and but not really with this the particular relationship that I was doing for this novella. Mm-hmm. And especially not in the the stage that this relationship was in. In this is basically like the like here's how we met uh, right. is the novella. Yes, the novella. Here's how we met. Kinky sex. Yes, lots and lots of kinky sex. But also like the emotional hurts that these two early twenties very strong willed people <laughs> <laughs> they hurt each other sometimes kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. And while I knew that the hurt existed, I hadn't actually explored where it came from, mm -hmm. which is sure. when I stopped and actually did that, there were certain things that were so obvious to me. Like, of course, that was what he did. Like, oh, f of course, that was the thing that she stole. Like, of course, that was the thing that she broke. Mm -hmm. Figuring out those things made writing the next. Mm, let's see. I had originally had about 8000 words of that novel, 8000 words of the novel written for Viable Paradise. Mm -hmm. And yeah. of those, about half of that is still there, but most of it is gone. And that's okay. It's very okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to that and being able to redline and go like, oh, no, this is what was happening. Yeah. Being able to fix why the events in the novel were happening instead of having them be kind of random was like mind blowing for me. It, isn't that so cool? Writing that thing and figuring out exactly what these two people had done to each other, mm -hmm. these two 
novels. And especially, too, because it was just a pure, raw, emotional teenager writing. Like, I was not mm -hmm. working on craft in any way at all. I did pass some things to Nina just to be like, tee -hee. but I didn't even, I, there's some stuff that I did not, there's, there's lots of not for public consumption stuff in there. Sure. Uh, no, someday cool. when I'm rich and famous and probably dead, yes, there will be a book and I'm sure it'll be in there. It's the Silmarillion of. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Bondage sex, basically. Nice. There you go. But yeah, so, so, so I did that. All right. And I have gone from, say we have 4,000 words from our VP draft, which is a generous yeah. quantity of what was there. Okay. And I'm now at about 15,000 words. Good. A week later. And there's more of that to come. So. <laughs> All right. So I didn't fail. I didn't pass. I won't be done by July, but I will be done by the end of the year, which was a side goal. Right. So. And that's, that. you, you made some solid progress. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's hard yeah. to argue with it. If only because I love the book again, which right. when I was going through sitting hospital side with somebody, it was just I was not able to reclaim that place for mm -hmm. months. Yeah. All right. And yeah. Cool. All right. So. All right. Let's recap. There's no summaries. <laughs> no, no summaries. Like, nope, 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 nope. No. <laughs> I mean, okay. do we want to issue some revised goals? No. Folks who uh, have... Yeah, Nina's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. All right. Nina, the official so grumpy cat. No. So, so how about we just let this trail off awkwardly? Yes. So. yes. <laughs> Sounds much better. All right. Yes. So, Tim. Yes. Have you read any good books lately? Yes. I, I'm actually going through this uh, short story book. Uh, part part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I was just, you know, you, you investigate certain authors. And I think it was Joe Walton who said that one of her favorite um, writers was uh, Grace Pally. And, uh, and that's uh, P-A-L-E-Y. And she has uh, a number of short stories uh, and they're just called collected stories by grace pally um it's good it, i mean these are there there's nothing uh genre about this these are not science fiction fantasy anything these are just uh a group of stories that um if i can just take a quick look here um i'm trying to figure out when this when these were all written because these are they almost seem like uh mid-century stories and it's kind of fascinating to to just kind of step out of your own typical thing and, and read something else. And she's a very good writer. And, and like I said, these are these are mid century short stories, and so they kind of evoke an, a, an earlier time. And, and yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's my recommendation: the collected stories by uh, Grace Pally. Jay, have you been reading anything lately? I beg your pardon, good sir. Have I been reading anything? Interesting. Well, lately. So what have you been reading lately? Killing what have you been reader. reading, Jay? I think the reason we're getting really, really silly about this is that I'm about to recommend The Escape Escapement of Blackledge by uh, Mary Robinette Kowal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It came up in the it came up in the episode and uh, because it was uh, incredibly inspirational. 
<laughs> it is a lovely little glamorous histories themed erotic novella. You don't really need a great deal of understanding about the gl- glamorous histories beyond that. Like there's little bits of magic and vaguely gaslamp fantasy. What's that? Yes, it's heavily it's regency. regency. Lots mm-hmm. and lots of button front breaches. Oh right. yes. <laughs> oh yes. Hey, I'm okay hey. with that. <laughs> It's a charming little romance. It is very quick read. Uh, I think I was having kind of a shitty day and I curled up in the chair and like, I want to say an hour, maybe two hours. And then I realized like, oh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. It's super cute. It's wonderful. It is. And it's very Regency. It is, uh, I would say Regency gas lamp kind of. It's not steampunk, yeah. but there's uh, there's some... Clockwork mechanisms, hence the title. Nice. <laughs> I just pieced that together in my head you just, just now. Just that so. together in your head. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Escapement. Right. Blackledge. It's delightful for all the reasons that Mary Robinette Kowal is usually delightful. And then some. Well, yes. This is true. Also, Nina is actually named in the freaking acknowledgments, which I Hello. was just absolutely... Hi, it's me. I was so giddy to see that. I knew I knew that you knew something. That is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was dying on April Fool's Day because I she was. it was so brilliant she what was. she was she, doing. She, and I, she messaged me on Facebook just to be like <laughs> <laughs> So so now it's Nina's turn to actually tell us a thing. I am going to recommend uh Charlie Jane Anders uh, All the Birds in the Sky. Yes. Also because it's really influential to me because I was reading All the Birds in the Sky around the time that I got the rejection for Upside Down and the subsequent, hey, if you want to submit this as a novel, I will totally read it. (laughs) (laughs) And it really helped me see what the book could be. Mm -hmm. Aww. That's so intelligent. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. All the Birds in the Sky is basically about two people who are kind of on the opposite sides of a divide that really doesn't necessarily have to exist. And it's basically a growth story for both of them. And it follows them pretty much through their whole lives. And cool. it's it's beautifully written. It's... I'm trying to think of ways to describe it without spoiling There's the entire so, thing. It's so hard. I'm like yes. sitting here like, you can talk about the... Mm. I don't know anything about it, but what I've heard about it is that it's kind. Of, there's also a confluence of both magic and, and science fiction. Uh, magic and technology, yeah. Te- magic and technology. So there's that to look Although forward to as well. technology and is very me. science fictional, but yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a good, good example, too, of a book where the characters are not always inherently likable, but you like them anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also of of a book where you don't necessarily have to do the violent ending. Yes. Because, you know, I am a fan of violence. <laughs> I'm trying not to be because I'm morally opposed to it. I just find it very entertaining. Right. I can right. totally dig that.
This has been the Mad Riders Union. Now let's get to work. Our intro music is Cephalopod, and our interlude music is Exotics, both by Kevin McLeod at IncompTech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. DreamHarp number 5 sound effect provided by SoundJ.com. Hello, Mad Riders. Are your goals going well? Perhaps a goal of yours is to reach out to some podcast you've been listening to. You can reach us at our website, madwritersunion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash themadwritersunion. You can tweet to us on our Twitter handle, at madwritersunion. And last but not least, you can email us at madwritersunion at gmail.com. If you enjoy our podcast and want to help spread the word, please leave a review at iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast repository. And remember, every journey of podcasting world domination starts with a single review. The amazing Nina. No. Yes, stop it. Take it. You have to. <laughs> take take the compliment. You have to. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Well, that's very nice. There I'm going go. to push that up an entire octave in post. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Mine or? Nina's, duh. Okay. Well, I <laughs> I'm just going to make it chipmunky. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> Jeez. I, I do feel like we've covered at, me look, very look well. At, look at the evil, evil beard <laughs> twisting she's doing. What? That's, there's hardly... No, Jay. Oh, my I'm beard. Oh, Jay. About Jay. My oh, beard. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Jay's beard. My mad science writer beard. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs>